Good morning. Welcome, glad you're here, especially for visiting this morning. So glad to have you here today. I'm really excited about today. Um, we've been fasting and praying for today, and I felt like the Lord actually was been speaking to me about this particular service. Uh, before service, I felt like the Lord wanted me just to kind of walk, cruise around the perimeter of this auditorium and pray. And I, I was seeking the Lord and praying, and right when I started walking and praying, I got this impression of the Holy Spirit being here in this auditorium. And what really surprised me was I sensed that the Holy Spirit was all giddy. He was like, oh boy, today's going to be so much fun. And I kind of took a picture, I go, oh wow. And I kept walking, praying, praying in the Spirit, talking to the Lord. And, and then about a couple of times, and then I just sensed a bunch of angels here too. And they were like, what's going to happen today? And so I really sense that the Lord and the Holy Spirit is going to be really moving today. Like Kyle said, I'm so happy the youth are here today. It's exciting. You know, they've been on a retreat since Friday. And I just wanted to say to you, I just felt prompted by this right before the service that um, right later during the message, I'm going to just say if any of you have something you want to share from the retreat, you could come on up and just share with us, because we want to hear what the Lord did at the retreat. So, um, yeah, you could be just asking the Lord, and I'll give you a chance to share a little bit later. But for the message, let me, let me start with a question. Let me start with a question, and my question is this. What brought you here today? Or, or why are you here today? Okay? Not like literally brought you, not like your car, but what reason did you come to Catalyst into the service today. You know, maybe for some of you, it was because a, a, a friend invited you to come. Maybe for others of you, it was the habit truck, you know? Maybe, I, oh, there's Romilly. People came for the habit truck. So maybe you came for the habit truck. Just one plug about habit. One of the things I like about the habit truck over in and out habit truck offers French fries. In and out does not offer French fries, they offer chips. So that's a plus for habit. Maybe it was because I have a truck. You go, oh, that's cool. I want to have, I want a burger. Uh, maybe because it's your habit to come. You know, you just, that's your habit to worship the Lord and come every Sunday. So you just got up and you just came. Um, maybe, maybe just for the fellowship or, or something. Or, or maybe for the message. Maybe you came for the message. I know many of you came from, but. There, there might be a lot of reasons why you felt prompted or wanted to come, but let me suggest to you that perhaps there's another reason you're here. Perhaps you're here because Father God wanted you to come, because He's here. We believe through the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God is here with us. And he wants to meet you today. He wants to literally meet you, meet with you face to face here today. You know, meeting God is one of the, and, and having a relationship with God, it's one of the greatest, it is the greatest thing you could experience, the greatest relationship you can have. You know, in the Bible, when you look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, mostly talks about Jesus. Many times the Bible says and uses the word marvel 
are marvelous in conjunction with Jesus. When Jesus did, they, were, they marveled. They were amazed by him because he's amazing, because he's incredible, because he is the best and greatest person who's ever walked this earth. And he wants to meet you, and he wants to have a relationship with you. We're going to look at a story today about seeing just how incredible, marvelous Jesus is. And he actually transformed the mindset, the attitude of his disciples. So we're going to look at this. Let's look at Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, starting with verse 22. I think it's going to be right here on the screen. And it says... One day he, that's Jesus, got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. Okay, so Jesus fell asleep in the boat. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And so the disciples, they had a problem. They had a problem because this tremendous storm came on the lake. They were in the Lake Galilee. I've been there. I've seen Lake Galilee. It's not real big. It's not real. You could see across to the other side. But this huge storm came. The wind was whipping up. The waves were crashing. And the boat was filling with water. And there were seasoned fishermen in their group. And they were afraid. And they were in danger, and they were fearful for their life. And it was a problem. They had a problem. You know, I don't know when you came in through those doors today, what problem you came with when you came in. Because all of us are dealing with problems. All of us have issues, have obstacles, have trials, have challenges that we're facing. And I submit and I suggest to you that when you came, everyone who came through that, there, there's something we're dealing with. That's something you're dealing with. There's some problem you're facing. Well, Jesus wants to completely open your eyes and change your mindset and attitude towards a problem you are currently facing. Let's see how he does it with the disciples. So they were, they were in danger. So what do they do? Continuing on, verse 24. And they went and they woke him, Jesus, saying, Master, Master, we're perishing. You know what they said? Help! Jesus, help us! Can't you see we're drowning? We're going to drown? Don't you see my problem I'm facing? We're in danger. I don't know where else to go. I don't know who else to turn to. And so, they turned to Jesus who was asleep. You know, sometimes, oftentimes, God allows problems in our lives. He allows problems. In fact, Jesus tells us, in this world, you're going to have problems. You're going to have trials. You're going to have difficulties. But he says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. God often allows problems in our lives. Do you know why? So we will turn to him. 
Otherwise, we're on our merry way. We're living life. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. We're just cruising along. But he allows problems to come to get our attention. And I know a lot of us, and I know people, we need some big problems to get our attention. Right? We need some big two-by-fours to kind of hit us upside the head to say, hey, hey. Because we feel like we can handle our problems on our own. I've seen many, many people. They're drowning. They're dying. They're struggling. But they don't say anything. They don't reach out to anyone. They don't reach out to God. They feel like they can just handle it on their own. The disciples, they had a big problem. And so they turned to Jesus. They turned to Jesus. Let's go. Let's continue on. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. So Jesus says, you know what he says to the wind and the waves? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And it gets totally calm. And he said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled. They were amazed, saying to one another, Who then is this that he commands even winds and water, and they obey him? Jesus completely turned their mindset about their problem. Because they, in their human thinking, they didn't know the answer. They didn't know the solution. They didn't know how to get out of it. They didn't know what to do. So they just turned to Jesus, and he does something they totally could not foresee. You know, we are very limited in our ability to handle problems. We only know this much. We only have experienced this much. We only have this much abilities and capabilities. We only have this much understanding. Whereas God, Jesus, has unlimited understanding. He could give you and present to you solutions that you would have never, ever imagined or thought of. I'm sure none of them thought, let's turn to Jesus. He's going to tell the wind and the waves to stop and it's going to get all calm. Jesus completely turned their mindset. And where they, were, where they were groaning about their problem, it became rejoicing over God's possibility that he did. God gives us solutions that we cannot see. He gives us power that we do not possess. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was at this event in downtown LA. And it was um, this event having to do with the Azusa Street Revival. I, I've been connected with that for many years. For some of you that don't know, in 1906, in downtown, actually it's in little Tokyo, there's this little alley called Azusa Street. 
And in 1906, on that site, it's not there today, but on that site, there was a stable that had been converted into a small church. It was pastored by Reverend William Seymour, an African-American pastor. And in this little church on Azusa Street, the Holy Spirit came and there was an outpouring of God, probably one of the greatest outpourings that the world has ever seen. People were getting miraculously healed. They were meeting there 24-7. It was multiracial. In fact, multiple times, people that were living in downtown LA at the time called the fire department because they said, hey, there's a fire. We see fire shooting out of this building. And the fire department would come, and they would look, no fire. They were seeing the fire of God. And from this move of God, they call it the second Pentecost, from this move of God spawned this move globally throughout the world so that today there's an estimated 750 to 800 million people that trace their spiritual roots to Azusa Street. This small stable that was turned into a church. Because at that time, people became open to the Holy Spirit again. And there was miraculous healings and the gifts of the Spirit came to the church. So that there's hundreds and hundreds of millions of people that trace their roots back to this place. While I was at this event, and this, at, for this, what this event was for, it's to kick off, it's to initiate this facility that they're building right on Azusa Street. This group is building this, they're calling it Prayer Tower at Azusa Street. And it's going to be this awesome thing. People could go and pray there. It's going to be awesome. So I went to this event, and there was different speakers and worship, and it was, it was really good. But at this event, the speaker was talking about the, the third move of the Holy Spirit. You know, Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, there was a first Pentecost, Azusa Street in 1906, they considered it a second Pentecost, and they're saying, we're waiting, we're believing, we expect God to move in another third move of the Holy Spirit, and it's coming, and we're preparing, and we're going to create this prayer tower that's going to be praying for God to move on this earth, and while I was at this event, while they were talking, I heard something, and this isn't like an audible thing. It's, it's like in my, in my spirit. You know, if, you, if you've received Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And your spirit has been made alive. And in my spirit, you know what I heard? I heard groaning. I heard this groaning. And I said, gosh, what is, what is that? And I felt like the Lord said, that's the groaning that's happening today all over the world. People are groaning. You know, because of all, you know, you, you know what's been happening in the last several years. 
the, the COVID, the virus, economic difficulties, there's tensions, in the, uh, there's all these things happening in the world, and people are groaning. In fact, Dale and I went to go visit the, the youth at the retreat on Friday. I was talking to our, our youth leader, uh, Jerry, and he was saying this is the first time the youth had met for a retreat in three years. And you, you see it. You're probably experiencing it yourself. You see it in your family. The devastating impacts of isolation, of disconnection. And people are groaning. And there's a lot of ways it's getting manifest. People are, are struggling with anxiety, anxiousness. They're struggling with anger. It's coming out because people are are frustrated and are lonely. It's manifesting in depression. It's, it's manifesting in isolation and apathy and paralysis and fear, resignation, mental health, physical, social issues. The world is hurting and people are hurting. And there's problems. There's a lot of problems. But I was at, at this event, he said, the world is groaning. People are groaning. But he said, they're groaning because they're the problem. But you know what's underlying that? There's a groaning and a longing for me. All of these problems all of these issues, all of these things that people are going through, I'm using them so that people will have their longing for me awakened. And just like the disciples, they had a problem, they were groaning, and they turned to Jesus. They turned to Jesus. Look at this verse in Romans chapter 8. It talks about this groaning that's happening. Romans 8, 22. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly, groan inwardly, as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. He said, the whole earth is groaning for God, groaning for God to restore the earth and people and creation to what it was intended to be. There's a longing, there's a groaning, and these issues and these problems and these emotional struggles, it's to get people to realize there's a longing you have. I made you to be in relationship with me. And there's a longing in your heart and in your soul for me to be connected with me. I believe that the Lord brought us here today to connect with him to experience him, 
to encounter him. And so in, in a minute, we're gonna, I'm going to ask people to come up just for pray, to, to, to pray, and just to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your life, a greater anointing, to pray for healing for you, to pray for encouragement, maybe for a, a, something you're dealing with, just so that the Holy Spirit can be free to just do his thing. Before I do that, is there any of the youth, do you want to, anyone want to share? I can't see that door is kind of, does anyone want to come up and share with us? Some of you, anyone? Anyone? They're kind of looking at each other like, you go. I think you're supposed to go. Anyone want to come up? I, 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 I'm going to just take a chance and call someone out. If he's still here, is he here? Because I, I talked to him briefly at the retreat. So, Sean, Sean. Did you kind of sense I was going to call you up? <laughs> Hey, Sean, I, I wanted to call Sean up because, um, and, and it's even not so much his experience at the retreat, but, you know, a couple of weeks ago we prayed for Sean, and Sean shared he was, felt like the Lord called him to go in on a short-term mission trip to Mexico. And when I was at the retreat, he, I was just saying, how, how was your trip? And he was just sharing with me just a little bit of what he experienced. So, Sean, maybe you could just share a little bit about how, what your experience was like and what the Lord did, yeah, yeah, or at the retreat too. All right, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm kind of tired right now. He he's the one before service. He said he only got one hour of sleep. So <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. Okay, so honestly, um. Before I went and like when I came up here last time, um, I don't think my heart was in the right place uh, before I went to Mexico, and yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't even know what I was doing, but like, I don't know, I was, someone told me to go, so I was like, sure, I, I didn't even know what it was really about, and I was just in a place of like, just living in sin and like, I don't know, I just wasn't in a good place and I wasn't really like striving after God and like like putting in effort, you know? Um, so when, we, when I went out to Mexico, it's like, you know, really had no choice, like had no choice, like, I don't know, like we constantly had to serve and we couldn't even rest, like we couldn't even think about being tired because you know, our mind was just so full of, like, just things that we had to do, things that we had to, like, take care of, and um, it was really good, and I think one of the main things I learned was to really, like, die to myself, 
and um, just to really pick up and take like what God has for me, um, and just to like lay down my life like for Him, you know. And it was during training, like in the first few days, in which like I got saved, and. pretty crazy like I thought I was saved and then I was like oh yeah I'm not so um, yeah I, I just remember like I don't know like we were just like crying out the name of Jesus and it was like super cool and then there was like an altar call and stuff so I went up and I remember just breaking down and like I'm not a crier so I was just like what the heck is happening like like why am I crying bro like I don't I don't usually cry and that's kind of how I knew it was like real because like in that moment I was like I just like I, I I didn't worry about like who's next to me or like who's watching me when I was like you know just like just talking to God but like I was really like I really felt his presence and from then on like that's when I really realized like hey this mission trip it's not for me but it's for it's to serve the Lord and it's to um, really just to um, be willing to give yourself up to, you know, submit to him and uh, do his works. Um, even in this, like, random, like, town out in Mexico, like, it's crazy, like, how, how much God moved there, how much God, like, touched his children there. Um, and, yeah, I was just really moved. And even in the times when I was, like, really tired, uh, like, I think God really helped me to uh, lean on him. And I don't know, he just, like, taught me, like, so much. And I think my life has, like, changed, like, so much. And my heart has changed. Um, and I've realized that once you get saved, like, you just see things so differently. Like, you know, I look at my peers and I look at everyone around me. And, like, it's just so beautiful, you know. And I just, yeah, it's... I don't know, like, everything changes just from the way, like, you act. Like, there's just so much freedom in the Lord, and I'm, I'm just glad that I got to experience that. And, like, honestly, it's only by, like, only by the mercy of God, like, that, you know, I'm saved and that I can really live in his freedom. And I know, like... We experience like spiritual highs and stuff like a lot, and I guess this is like to like the youth too. Like, you know, throughout the retreat, like we might be experiencing things, but like, guys, like really hold on to that, cause, you know, like God has so much more for us, and He doesn't want us to live a life like for ourselves. And you know, once we just surrender everything to Him, it's like, I don't know, it's crazy. Like He moves in like such like crazy ways in ways that like we don't imagine him moving and it's only through like full surrender to him that you know he can do that because you know when you're just going after what you want um when you're just doing what you think is right it's like it's not really what god wants for you and you can't really achieve that wholeness you know and i think the thing that God has helped me realize is wholeness can only be found through the cross. It can only be found through Jesus Christ. 
and that, yeah, yeah, and I'm just, I'm just super blessed, you know, like, God just became super real to me, and honestly, for you guys, like, if God is not real to you, like, I don't know, man, like, read your word, I don't know, like, like, even, like, before, like, bro, like, the word was, like, so boring to me, bro, like, I was like, why do you have to read this? Like, just a bunch of words. Like, it doesn't even make any sense. But, you know, even after I got saved, it's like, he opened up my eyes to see, like, bro, like, this is a gift to us. And this is, like, something that we can use to, like, grow in our faith and to learn more about him. And I don't know, man. Like, Jesus has just, like, changed my life. Like, it's crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> freaking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> What happened to him? You know what happened to him? Holy Spirit got a hold of his life. He met God. He met God personally. So um, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. Why don't you worship team come on up? And so um, I'm going to have the prayer ministers come up too. So um, in particular, uh, several weeks ago, Kyle gave a message about healing, physical healing, receiving physical healing from the Lord. And we've been, every week since then, we've been having people getting prayed for for physical healing. And we've been seeing people getting healed. Um, One amazing story in particular, Dan Oyakawa, I don't know if Dan's here, talk to Dan. Uh, I'll direct you if you want to talk to Dan. Amazing story of him being healed. So, um, so if you have, if you signed up for the um, with online, if you signed up, the prayer ministers, uh, you can come over here, and then, yeah, and then that's for if you want physical healing. Um, for for everyone else, just invite you if you whatever if you have a need if you want to be just receive a blessing. If you've never received a blessing from the Lord through a someone it's awesome it's awesome just just they just speak god's blessing over you um even if you want to come up as a family that's something the lord put on my heart that um he's going to have called families all whole families together to come up as a family to receive a blessing from the lord for a, your whole family or part of your family you're going to come up with a friend um if you want to just receive just i just feel like i want more of the spirit if you want to receive Christ you could come up to it's just your time for you to come up and receive from the Lord because he's here he's here and he wants to meet you and he wants to touch you and and minister to you encourage you okay so let's have a word of prayer Lord thanks so much for being here thank you Lord for what you did in Sean's life that how you're moving in our, our youth and how you moved in our lives and and God um, thank you that you it says in Hebrews, yours is a throne of grace. That you have grace and mercy to help in time of need. Thank you that you are a good and generous God. And Lord, you want us to ask for more. You want us to experience more of you. You want to 
pour out a greater anointing and blessing and fire and freedom of the Spirit on our lives. You want to activate us, God, in the life that you call us to. And so, Lord, would you stir and release the longing of our heart, the groaning of us, of the Spirit within us. Would you release that and bring that to the surface, God, that it might manifest as a groaning and a longing and a thirsting and a hungering for you and for more of you, God. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So as people come forward, as families come forward, would you meet them, encourage them, and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So during the worship time, just please come on forward. We'd love to pray for you, minister to you. Thank you so much for joining us for our online service. Hope you will join us in person sometime. It would be great to see you and meet you. Don't forget to subscribe to our Catalyst YouTube channel so you don't miss out on anything. And be blessed this week. And as always, thank you, Jesus.